This is a test of the Boundary Park Alert System. Hello and welcome to episode seven, series three. Come on, Matt. <laughs> no, Mike, the music was was really far behind with me there. It was dead slow. I could see you boogieing away in time and it was just like really dragging. So I didn't know when to start. But yeah, hello. Welcome to season three, episode seven of the Boundary Park Alert System with a not very alert Matt Dean and Andy Halliwell. Actually, Andy, that doesn't cover you, the not very alert, but I'm sure you're as alert as ever. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm not that alert. My kids are still getting up at five in the morning. <laughs> and so that's having a knock on We are recording effect, this I'm sure. at 20, 20 past seven at night. We've never done this before. <laughs> on a Sunday? No, yeah. not unless we've been doing an emergency pod, um, which is kind of is, I suppose, to some, to some degree. But anyway, let's introduce our guest first of all. Will's with us, who I last saw uh, yesterday evening uh, as we were both... We were both the dregs in the fans' bar, weren't we, towards the end after the game? How are you doing, Will? Evening, yeah, I'm good. Good, good. Just about, just about woken up. Oh yeah, yeah. I, oh, I've just woke. I literally, I've just woken up. I had to have a nap. Uh, I, I totally overdid it yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I also saw this fella yesterday. Our our mystery, not mystery guest. You'll find out in a minute. But our fan guest in the fans bar, Andy. Have you got the uh, the, the three questions, the intro for the fan guest, please? I have. Yeah, uh, this week's fan guest. His favourite Latics memory is beating Man United one 0 at home in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, his first. Ever game was against Leicester in 1991. That's the second time we've had someone whose first season was the promotion year, um, where we won 2-0. Um, and his uh, his favourite play was Neil Redfern, probably sensibly from around that time. And his little bit of trivia about himself is he owns a Rob Purdy match-worn shirt that Rob Pur- Purdy never actually wore because he didn't play in a match. <laughs> <laughs> So this week's fan guest is, uh, I think a lot of people know, uh, Tom. He's uh, Tom O'Day. Welcome, Bye, Tom. Everyone. Hello, everyone. How are you doing, glad mate? To finally, yeah, glad to be finally on the pod. Yeah. Yeah, feels like you should have been on already, but uh, here you are. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. I'm looking forward to it. Good stuff. Well, let's do it. Let's do it now. Um what what yeah good week to join uh, the pod to to come on uh, a momentous day yesterday at Boundary Park very much the end of an era. Fanzoni. Hi Michael, what's your thoughts today? Um, I'm just hoping for a kind of good performance to kind of send Ches off in style. Really, um, I'm thinking that the performance we've been putting in recently. Um, not been great, have they? But hopefully, you know, quite a few more fans turn up today to give good Chaz a good send off. Really. In terms of as a memory as a manager, what do you think? What's your favourite memory for Chaz? Oh well, I think obviously I was I was what was I fourteen when he took us to Everton away one nil um, to Gary McDonald. I think that's a favourite memory. But obviously, you've had in the last few years, you've had you know Chesterfield away, Scunthorpe away, uh, some great days, and obviously, you know, our love for him will never die. Really, really. And favourite memory as a player? Always oh, a player. Well. 
funnily enough, I was mascot when he was playing. Um, so I remember, you know, you know, what a great player. I think he was 38, weren't he, in his prime here. Um, still on one knee. Um, but I, I was only a youth in his day, so I just remember that, you know, the name, the Sheridans in the centre midfield were brilliant. Um, how do you think the board has dealt with this? I think it's been quite dignified, don't you? Absolutely. You know, I, I was coming home from work and I was thinking, I've, I've seen that Shez has gone, and then my brother's messaged me and said, oh, he's got a good send-off on Saturday now, and I didn't know that they kept him on until Saturday. I think it's a very weird situation whereby our manager's in situ is, is going after this game, but I think it'll be nice for the fans just to give him his farewell that he deserves, you know. And if you could say anything to John, what would it be? Uh, thank you for you know your commitment because it's like having a fan in charge. It's like having someone you know you, you could respect and loves the club um, and he's in charge and he's looking after us as best he can do. So yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Michael. I have just bumped into a very undesirable character in the car park of uh, Oldham Athletic, and he's known to be in a car park from time to time for uh, unproven reasons. Uh, Terry, how are you, mate? All good. Serial dogger. <laughs> you said that, not me, allegedly. Um, how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit sad. Like I've just spoke to you in there. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit of a sad occasion, isn't it? But uh, it's the right thing. Uh, the club have done the right thing, giving him a last game to say goodbye to the fans and stuff. Uh, but yeah, sad. But hoping we can move forward. So, in terms of John Sheridan, then, what, what's your favourite memory, memory as a manager? Oh, probably getting us into the playoffs. It's got to be on it. Um, as a player, he's free kick away at Old City uh, in the FA Cup at Boobery Park. Absolute screamer, top corner. And if you if you could say anything to John today, what would it be? Thanks. He's he's, he's done his best, and it? it's just not worked out. Um, there's no hard feelings on my part. It just it's just not happened, has it? No. Terry, thanks again, mate. No problem. Cheers. I'm just here with, what's your name please pal? Uh, Michael Michael what? Come on Michael Cottrell <laughs> So, today, how are you feeling? Um, well, if you're asking about John Sheridan um, I was a bit surprised to be fair um, But, you know, I've been on the forums and I've seen people writing, you know, people grumbling But what do they expect, you know what I mean? We've just come down, we've got a new owner, which is doing brilliant But to be honest, we've signed some pretty average players, haven't we, let's be honest so I yeah. don't I don't think a new manager is going to make that much difference to be honest. So you don't. Who, who do you think the next manager will be? Who's your money on? Um, well, I've, I've not seen anything on the bookies, but um, there's rumours about David Unsworth. Um, I'll be honest. I, I hope it's not him. Why? Why is that? Uh, I just don't think he's the right guy for it at all. Um, he's got a good pedigree though. He's won the under twenty threes. He's brought players through like Anthony Gordon, John Joe, uh, John Joe Kenny. You know, people like Dominic yeah. Calvert Lewin. He has he has been a great development in there. So do, do you think he's? Uh, you don't think he's the right no, person? I no. think they need somebody up and coming in the National League or even National League North South. Somebody with a bit of ambition. Uh, just just go away from like what we normally do, like ex-players and all yeah. that, definitely. It, David Unsworth, for me, is a Joe Roll thing. In terms of ambition, though, he has left a, a very decent role at the Everton under-23s in the summer and he wants to go into managerial uh, capacities and be a manager. So I yeah. think that's quite ambitious, to be fair, don't you? Well, I mean, the other name I've heard rumours... Uh, Duncan Ferguson and I think that for me that's a non-starter he's just turned down Dundee United apparently so he's not going to come to us I think Gunsworth turned down Dundee United oh, did yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ferguson turned down Carlo Ancelotti at Real Madrid for the first team coach role so really yeah yeah <laughs> why uh, alright then it's John's last game yeah Shezza, the legend that is what's your favourite memory of John Sheridan um, oh god it's loads the main ones really uh, just when he's come back every time and kept us up 
uh, just you know I think if it weren't for him we'd have been gone years ago alright and what's your favourite memory as a player when he was a player, player? oh bloody hell probably giving the penalty away against Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> Michael thanks very much no cheers thanks very much Hey, grazie mille fanzone Sheridan has hung up his boots um, in, in football, I think, really. For, you know, it's not just an issue, a case of him leaving Latics, but um, he's retired from the game now. And obviously, that was his plan before he came back to Latics. And thankfully, you know, we managed to see him off with three points. Got a win yesterday against East Lee. Not the most um, convincing performance certainly in the first half got booed off <laughs> rightly or wrongly uh, certainly some, some sections of the fans felt that it was uh, it was worth a boo at half time um but Chez changed it around in the second half with three substitutions and it and it changed the game and uh, after going behind we won the game what were your thoughts tom from yesterday's performance and and the outcome as usual we did it the olden way we made hard work of it it was good to see the second half and make the changes and win the game. Things that for weeks we've been crying out for. I actually had an in-play bet on us to win at 9-1 to when we were 2-1 um, down. I just looked at Eastling towards the end of the first half. They looked absolutely shattered in my opinion. So that's when I saw the second half and like when Fawn come on, I thought Stubbs had a good game. It was changed the game. It's also nice to see Fondop score some hopefully now. It will boost his confidence. And they'll go on and bag a few more. Overall, I don't think it was the best performance, but we did what we had to do. We did it ugly. We got the three points. Shez goes out on a high, and that's the main thing we wanted, weren't it? Can't Definitely. say much more than that. Well, we're gonna to have to keep talking about some oh, stuff, yeah. but yeah, let's ask yeah. Will. Let's 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 see what he has to say. What do you make of it all yesterday, Will? Yeah, um similar stuff. We just slow and languid at times and we need to pass the ball around more and a bit more energy. Um, subs definitely made a change. I was really surprised that, you know, we brought that McGlynn in and he sat on the bench and didn't manage to come on. Um, I was really surprised about that. Agree about Stobbs. I don't think he's amazing, but he actually got on the wing and got some balls into the box and he's, he's wanting to beat a man because you know, the first half and start of the second half, we had Roberts and his crosses were just too low, just really poor um, from him. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of energy and started playing some football and scored a couple of goals. Imagine that. Yeah. Andy, did you, did you, you didn't see it, did you, yesterday? But... I didn't I didn't see it. I also didn't, didn't listen because um, we had some guests over, so I couldn't listen to the commentary yesterday. But I went to Woking on Tuesday and that has got to be... I mean... <laughs> I've seen some some performances over the years, like we all have, where you've thought this is the pits. This really is probably <laughs> the worst performance I've ever witnessed. Well, Woking just took it onto another level again. We were absolutely dreadful for the whole game. You know, there was there was a couple of first ten minutes. You know, Fondop hit the bar, but Fondop blasted it against the bar when he could probably just have slid it to the side of the keeper and rolled it in. Um, other than that. They walking were all over us. They they moved the ball around faster than us. They, they played through the middle of us. They went down the channels. They went over the top. They, they did everything. We looked awful. Harrison McGahey, his performance on Tuesday was 
criminal, absolutely criminal. A ball, a long ball over the top um, that he was favourite to win. Um, and he could have just shepherded the ball out and he, and he just slowed down and allowed the, the woking attacker to run round him, pick his pocket and then square the ball in and you had a goal. And then from the, from a corner, the second one was was a, a free header from a corner. Nobody jumped. No centre-half even made it. Their centre-half just ran in, free header, six yards out, keeper didn't move, didn't come try and claim it. It was just utterly abysmal. Um, and I, th- I think I knew as I was sat there that Sheridan was a goner then. After that, you knew he wasn't he wasn't going to get get away with with that performance. It was he was really really terrible. So I, I'm delighted. Like like uh, Tom and Will have just said, I'm delighted for for Shez that he was able to go out and win. Um, I saw some of the pictures and the videos of his sort of send off as he walked around the pitch and and people singing, chanting his name, and clapping. And I just I thought that was lovely, a great end to it. Really, I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad it's ended like that for him and not in a you know in a sour taste. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's good to get after after a performance as abject as that, and you know, obviously we'd lost the the previous game, and I think if we'd have played Boreham Wood, uh, we'd have lost that game as well. So there's a good chance we'd have been coming in today on off you know three defeats. Um, so it's good that we got that we turned it around. It, I'm, I missed the first Easley goal yesterday. I turned around and said, "Look, I'm going to the loo." So I've missed two goals already this season, so something's bound to happen. And Sorry, Matt, to... I, missed, I missed both goals on to Chesterfield as well. This and Alder, <laughs> shot, I missed, Alder shot, I missed both our goals because he had my little nephew with me as well. So I'm known for missing goals over the years. Yeah, I'd not even got to the toilets yesterday and, it, and they had scored. So I, I don't know what happened with that one, but I, from what I heard, it was it was a defensive error again uh, I think possibly from the keeper uh, in a clearance uh, And the, but the second goal Usise flicked it on off a corner and their lad just just followed it in all the time in the world in the box so it was soft goal again uh, but on the flip side you know we did manage to get three so I mean Eastley looked like a non-league side they didn't you know, and we often puffed. But the frustrating thing for me was that Shez was so positive with his substitutions yesterday and it changed the game. And we've been crying out for him to do that all season and he hasn't done. Um, and he's, and he's, it's like almost like he's had nothing to lose. So he's, he's thrown the dice and, uh, you know, maybe even a bit, a bit more sort of adventurous and a bit bolder in his substitutions where earlier on in the season he might have got some more results and that might have worked out better for him. But, I think we all agree pretty much as a fan base that in the long term, this is the right decision for the for Sheridan for the club, don't we? I think that he was limited insofar as what he could do and how, how much further he could take the club. I, I yeah, think I, so. I, 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 go, on, go on, Will. I, just not everyone thinks the same. I mean, there's, there's there are some people that are like, you know, they want some continuity with the managers and the sickest Sitsaki managers, but I feel that it was it was probably the right move. Um, it hasn't been working for the past few weeks, and I, I don't think it would have improved much. I just hope to God now that we can bring a manager in now and you know start to see some continuity. Hopefully, you know the next person coming in will be um, someone half decent and someone we can stick with for a while and you know this is this is going to be the first manager that the new owners have appointed well, they didn't appoint shares so you know um they've realized that it's not been working um they've had to make a, a really tough decision and i have to say as well that 
the way they handled the whole situation was really decent compared to how, what we've seen for the past few years. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? It was, it, it, it was, it was done very, very well. Yeah, you, I think I'm I'm sick of sacking managers like the same Will just referred to there. You know, the, the, this next appointment, which I'm sure we'll get on to talk about shortly, um, I'm hoping to see this appointment be for the long term. So it, it be a significant appointment that they try to restructure the the whole way that the business and the company works and 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 the, the youth team through development into the first team and all that sort of stuff. It's going to have to be a complete change of culture. Um, from top to bottom to, to affect any change. The, the, the only sort of defence I have for Sheridan is that um, I, I was chatting to a few people at Woking who were, you know, I'd already made their dis- decision like, I would guess like Brad had some weeks ago that that Sheridan should go when I, when I probably wasn't on the same page at the time. Um, I was chatting to a few of the lads who were saying, saying that they thought he should have gone earlier. Um, my, my only defence was a lot of these players that are playing were signed... Um, before the new owners came in. And, and I, I think, you know, let's say 75% of the squad was signed before the new owners arrived. And some of those players probably didn't have a great deal of choice. So we were picking, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel for some of them, I think. I'm not saying all of them, but some of them. And we, if we'd have not been a basket case club by basket case owners, I suspect we probably would have been able to attract a different calibre of player for us, you know, within the budget that we've got in this league, which presumably with the parachute payments is still quite competitive. So that, that was my only my only sort of argument. And and I think we said on an early episode this this season and uh, this season's podcast, I think this is going to be the bottom. This is I said we're going to get worse. There's going to be a a, a, a bottoming out, and that's coming this season for me. This will be the bottoming out. This will be the worst season that I'll remember in terms of position that will finish. I think we'll be a mid-table side in the National League. And I think next season we'll start to compete at the top end. And if we don't go up next season, we may even take another one. That's how I view it. Now, I know there's lots of fans out there who simply think that that's unacceptable and that we should be in the top seven now. I just think that that was entirely and utterly unrealistic, given where we've come from um, and and the fact that there's going to be a whole culture change and you know, a new squad of players going to need to be recruited with a different ethos and approach and everything that comes with it, that's going to take time to wash through. So that's my only defence of shares, is he didn't, he wasn't working under the most perfect of circumstances. But then again, he chose to take the job under the lens of Gams and I'd rather he didn't, he didn't do that anyway. So I guess time's time, isn't it? It's yeah, think... gone at the end of... Sorry. Go on, mate. If shares had gone at the end of last season, no one would have had a go at him. They would have said, right, you've come back, you've had a go, Fair play, but with a new owner coming in, I think relegation really hurt him and he really wanted to try and put it right, get us back in that football league, have that promotion on his CV, the one thing he's not got with all the athletic what he's had elsewhere. Definitely. And, 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 you know, I said to him yesterday, I did, me and Dave uh, Bradley were, were in the presser and we've, we've got an interview we can play a bit in a little while, but, you know, I, I thanked him. And and Dave thanked him, and uh, on behalf of, you know, not everybody gets to the opportunity to meet shares and and, and be there, and we feel very lucky. Um, but thanked him on behalf of all the fans and listeners to the podcast for standing by us when we were struggling, when we were in our darkest days, because he, if you think back to the, the performances under, <sighs> I can't forget, I forgot, I can't even remember his Sorry. name now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like bad man. You know, it was so bad that Harrogate game, Tom. It was just dreadful, abysmal. I and came out that Harrogate game 
I've never felt so low at a game yeah, before. That was and the, I know people had said Sheridan's coming back, and I won't lie at first, I wouldn't have brought him back. But after that arrogant game, I said I'd take anyone. And that lift he brought us back to the club. If mm. Salim had still been in charge, would have been down by March, I reckon, and with no very fewer wins than oh, what we yeah. got. Definitely. And and so what he did, you know, it was all part of that kind of process of it started then, really. The whole thing kind of started then with shares coming back and 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 it, it, he stood by us. I don't think we would have got another manager in in the National League um, pre-season it, because of the situation with the takeover. There was so much uncertainty at the club, you know, with because the, the takeover was never finalised until it was finalised, you know what I mean? And that wasn't until... Um, just before the start of the season, so you know he stuck. He stuck around. I think probably despite the fact that in his heart of hearts he probably knew he he didn't have the fire and the imagination that he did have when he was when he was younger. But out of a sense of duty um, and wanting to stand by the club and do the best for the club, he stuck. He stuck by us, and I think that is you know tremendously. Um, you know, just I think it's just fantastic that he did that, and I think, like I say, we have to be very grateful to him for standing by us in in our darkest our darkest days. But at the end of the day, like you said, Andy, they didn't appoint him, um, so replacing shares um, with a new manager, um, I don't think it really counts as like you know just kind of like oh going into the old habits of binning people off. It's how the new uh, board now managed the the new appointment and 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 and. All future appointments, I guess, going forward, that that will you know determine how they are they are judged in the future. But um, it's time for a change. Time for a change yeah, for shares and and for the club, like you say, Andy. We've got to change this the, the mentality, and I think that is happening. And you're saying like you know people are that people are expecting a lot, maybe too much too soon. <laughs> it doesn't happen overnight. It, you know, it just doesn't. Have a look at the attendance from yesterday in, in the fifth division. We had 6-6 six, six there. Scun uh, Southend had 6-2. Um, I think they were playing Wrexham. Um, and then you had and the rest of them are threes and twos. So, you know, we, we are comfortably, in terms of scale and size and fan base, in the you know top four teams in this league. So once we get our shit together... <laughs> And it starts to operate properly. So long as we stick by our club now, um, I think it's not going to take long. It, it's you know we're going to we'll be up there. There was a, there was a lad. I've got to mention his name because he asked me to. There's a lad. We didn't ask me to, but we chatted, and I said I would. There's a lad sat in front of me at Woking who had a southern accent, and so I was chatting to him, and I said I asked him what he was doing in there. I assumed he he was like you know a day tripper or something, and he just said uh, no, I come from West Byfleet, which is literally five minutes down the road. I said, uh, you're a Latics fan? He said, yeah. I said, yeah, any connection to Oldham? None. You're not from Oldham? No. <laughs> what did you support Oldham for? I got taken to White Hart Lane to watch Oldham play Spurs in the division in Division 1. It was a nil-nil draw, and I decided I'd support Oldham from that day, and I travelled up down the country to watch <laughs> So, Ian, if you're listening, I know he listens because he said he listens to the podcast. You know, it, you know, it was nice to meet you. And I think that's what we've got to do is, is like I was chatting to Ian, we've got to stick by our club now, and, and it will turn. So I was just saying that my feeling has been. He was asking me why am I why am I saying why am I saying that I'm relaxed? I'm like I'm relaxed. I know we're getting beat three 0 by Woking, and on paper that's that's awful and and terrible. But there's no point in me getting hysterical about it now. <laughs> you know this is 
this is gonna this is gonna be what it's gonna be this season. I've just got to live with it. But the change will start to occur from now. This is our bottoming out, and the upward trajectory starts soon. <laughs> This is the thing. I think, you know, wherever we finish this season, it's going to be our lowest finish. So that's already guaranteed, even if we win the league. Um, it's 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 obviously next season we want to be finishing above wherever we finish this season, and, and, and that's that progression. I mean, the, the worry is how difficult it is to get out of this league. I mean, I'm just, to keep reiterating it, Wrexham should be out of this league by now, and they're not. You know, and they're going to find it equally as difficult this season, <clears throat> you know, with the likes of Chesterfield and have started off well and, and there's other teams in and around it that, that are competing. So even despite Wrexham's budget, there's no guarantee that they're going to get out of the division this season either. Matt, so it's um, really, really in, hard. In the summer, I shared a thing on Twitter. There was a betting paper and they listed the champions for some like the last 10 years from the conference, National League, and the favourites never win it. They always seem to finish. Fourth or fifth, a lot of the winners have been like a surprise team or a team not tipped to win it. So that's something that I think, well, if we get later in the playoffs, we could be that surprise side. But like Sutton won it one year as well. They weren't tipped to win it. Stockport weren't outright favourites last year when they went up either. It's obviously a very difficult league to predict, and that that tells you that, doesn't it? That it's hard to predict who the favourites are, who's gonna who's gonna win it. So because you do have to win the league to guarantee going up. Um, I think it, I think it must be really demoralising when, like for a team like Wrexham last season, who who have been you know head and shoulders above most of the division, finished second by a big margin, and then you get to that point and you think oh, we should be up. And we've got to go through the playoffs now. And whereas if you're a team that's just like scraped into the playoffs and you think, you know, you've not been playing your best all season, but you've started to get a bit of a run together towards the end of the season, you've got the momentum and that's what makes it so difficult. So I, I think I'd rather be the team that pushes, you know, towards the end of the season to, to finish seventh than be the team that plays really, really well all season to finish second in this situation. I think it works in, in the favour of of those those teams, the chasing pack um, this the way it is at the minute. Be ideal if at some point while we're in this division it ch changes to three up, three down. But uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. But yeah, it would certainly make life easier for us. But until that point, we've just got to either win the league or you know do what we've never managed to do before and win in the playoffs. No one wants to add to any anything to that point. Then okay, so we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I guess the um, only the only other thing to maybe come back to is is um is you know when, when Sheridan retires now I I think Sheridan leaves as a genuine club legend. I know there's been a bit of a debate about that, but in my time at least, you've obviously got Royal Roger Palmer, Andy Ritchie, um, and I think you could probably throw John Sheridan in amongst that group without any hesitation. Really, if he's been involved in over 400 games as manager and player, he was. You know, he was our best player on one leg for years, and he he he's the last manager to get us in the playoffs, and he's succeeded in two out of his three shares directions. I don't think you get much more legend status than that, do you? So you... Sheridan, Ayres, and Baxter are the big three since two thousand. There's not many others who you can really put in that category. Who are defined as legends? Well, I mean, no. I'm I'm not sure I'd put Baxter in there personally, but you know, like in terms of 
in terms of because he hasn't he didn't play for long enough, did he? You know, he was he was an exciting player and a good player in his first spell at least. Um, but with Sheridan, I don't I think there should be any argument about Sheridan's status as legend. You know, four hundred. It's about games. There's, a, there's a step up, isn't there, from fans' favourite, which I think is definitely how you could describe Baxter. He was a fans' yeah. favourite and uh, up up to legend. You know, and 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 I think to to be a legend, you have to have achieved something. Um, and usually in football, that's you know through winning. You know, like you say, Roger Palmer, all-time all highest goal scorer, Joe Royal, promotions, cup finals, all that kind of stuff, and, and all the players that were in those squads uh, achieved that. But outside of that, we've had no success. So how do you define the legend status when you've not actually won anything? And Shea's never actually won anything, but what he did was so important to the, to the history uh, of the club. Um, even down to, uh, to to this last episode, you know, with coming in and just the bounce that it gave him, the lift it gave everybody. Um, so yeah, I mean, do, is there? A, do you think that that should or could be commemorated by the club in some way um, in the future? Uh, bearing well, in mind that our next legend might be quite <laughs> quite a distant, quite you know, we just don't know when that that person's going to be appear, you know, appear again, do we? So how well, do you think that might be a nice? The, for, for me, the first the first thing they could the first thing they could do. Uh, I've I've not been to Boundary Park this season to check, but they get rid of that Simon Carney brick at that stand for the start. Uh, and replace it with a Sheridan brick, if you like. You know, you can. I think it probably should be comm commemorated. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd stick his name on a stand like Royal and Frizzle mine, but um, yeah, I definitely, you know, he's, he's definitely a legend of the club. So you, you could do something to commemorate it for sure. He likes a drink. Name the bar after him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. Yeah, so some, you could, but definitely something for sure because it, yeah, I think he, I think he's earned it. John, Latin football for Firstly, thank you for all your service to the club. It's it's been immeasurable what you've done for this club. Um, away at Everton in the FA Cup, the free kick against Wigan, the penalty at Sheffield Wednesday. You, you're just an amazing man. And we just want to say thank you so much because you mean the world to every Latics fan and we speak for the fans and you know, you're know you a class above the rest as a player. As a manager last season, you reignited the uh, belief within the fan base. Um, and as a man, you've cemented the status as a legend for this club. And... Uh, you're just going to be sorely missed. But we never got you on the Latics football forum. <laughs> so can we put it on record now to get you on the Latics football forum? Give, give, give me a couple of years. <laughs> no, no I'll, I'll, I'll come on one day. We'll, I'll just chill out a little bit and relax. Like I say, I'm going to just come back now and support the team. I'll just sit in the stands, come down, have a couple of beers with... Uh, Are you going to buy me one? Andy but... Richie's at I hope I don't have to pay for the beer when I come. Can we do the in my beer? No, so I'll just come. Honestly, I will. I will be coming to watch the games. I will. It's thirty-five minutes from home. I love it. I'll just come down, watch the game, have a beer in the lounge, just see people who I love and who I relate to. And Are we one of the people that you love? Lord, I, know, I love everyone involved in all. Now, listen. Like I say, I've been so. Overwhelmed with the support. I've always had the support, though. Even like I said, I keep going back to it. We haven't always done great either, but I've never had this. I've never felt any negativity towards me, where probably another manager would have just. They've always supported me, yeah. and that's what I appreciate more than anything. And that's why I probably come back last year. And I always wanted to come back and whatever, whatever. And I'm gutted more than anything last year that we didn't stay up. It's, yeah. it's, it's a massive downer for me. Um, 
I don't even know if I would, if we would have stayed up last year, I don't even know if I would have stayed, you know. Oh. Um, and then we was going down, I thought, just, yeah, just felt to myself, I thought, just give it a year and change. There's a lot of change players-wise and whether, whether they've brought the right players in this year, whether they've let the right players go last year, so um, I just want to, I just wanted to give it a year and have a go. Um, but the, the step they've made in, uh, the decisions we've made now over the last week is, is purely, and I feel 100% right for, for the club. I do. Well, here's to you, Johnny Sheridan. Autumn wish you more than you'll ever know. Thank, Thank you very, very much. much. Cheers, Cheers. Thank you. Thanks Thanks very much. Much. I don't have a question for you, but on you behalf of the supporters, family, no, no, and um, the uh, listeners to our podcast, just thanks for standing by us yeah, yeah. when yeah. it was the darkest days yeah, yeah. and you stood up. And we appreciate it, we'll never forget it. No, no, I appreciate that. And that, that's what, because, well, like, I've, how many times have I said it now? I'm just, I just feel as though I'm an Oldham supporter who's managing a team who people will get behind and and try and push us, especially last year, trying to stay up. So, you've never ridden. You've always been honest. You've been straight. That's why, because you like Oldham people, are like yeah, yeah. that. You're, you know, Mancunian. You like, and, and that's always connected. That's why we've always had no. I've always, always felt I've had a relationship with them, and the supporters and people even who work at the club. I've tried to always get on with them. There's only one person who's really since a day one. Every time I come, sorry, I'm going there. He's stood in front of me, Roy. Roy Messi, Roy. Roy Messi. Sorry. No, we appreciate it. We no, really no. do. We're Thanks really grateful much. for you giving it a go. He abused me yesterday, and I told him to play. This to you, Johnny Sheridan All the much more than you will know Whoa, whoa, whoa This to you, Johnny Sheridan All the much more than you will know Whoa, whoa, whoa Whoa, whoa, whoa Good times, thank you for the smiles. We'd like to say you should be proud of yourself. Look around you while you see our Oldham's grateful eyes. Stroll around the ground, cause this will always be your home. Here's to you, giant Sherry Good. Oldham loves you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here's to you, Johnny Sheridan All the much you brought in, you will know Whoa, whoa, whoa Whoa, whoa, whoa We'd like to thank you for the good times Thank you for the smiles We'd like to say you should be proud of yourself Look around you while you see our old and joyful eyes Around the ground, cause this will always be your home. It's you, Johnny Sheridan. All the much you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's you, Johnny Sheridan. All the much you more.